Well, shall we get this over with? Yes, we shall. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's see if stuff works tonight. When these dads meet world, watching boy meets world. We grew up on the show, now we have kids and host a podcast. We watch each episode and then share our thoughts and grades. When these dads meet world. They want you to take the rolls. And we hope you've enjoyed the rolls this season because they're delicious. Tyler, have you enjoyed the rolls this season? Hmm. If by roles you mean our conversation about one of our favorite shows, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, good-looking people. This is Dads Meet World, your weekly deep dive into the world of Boy Meets World, featuring your two favorite dads as we uh, go episode by episode and explore this uh, favorite 90s show from the world and the eyes of two dads. I am this week's dad number one, your pod daddy, Brett, joined by... I'm Tyler, just with you step by step, every step of the way, Brett. <laughs> pod daddy number two, I'm bringing it back, hashtag who's your pod daddy. <laughs> nice uh how are things going for you tyler what's oh, new what's hot what's happening that's an interesting question let's go with complicated sleep schedule <laughs> <laughs> um because i in my the two different jobs i work one is a third shift and the other one is a ministry job so i am literally all over the place uh <laughs> so two days yeah uh wednesday i was up all day until i passed out finally in the evening uh wednesday <laughs> or friday i was productive around the house instead of going to sleep whenever i was supposed to so yeah um there's the i don't know what show it's from but uh or movie but guy gets on a microphone and says i'm feeling really weird that's uh how i feel <laughs> feeling so, kind of woozy <laughs> basically so yeah it's a weird one tonight that's for sure Right. How about you, Brett? We could get some fun, Dad, from Tyler. I, I'm, I'm doing all right over here. We got uh, just uh, came back from a 70th birthday party for one of Kelly's aunts, so that was fun. Just uh, nice. It's a little surprise party, and that was a uh, a good time. And Very nice. uh, yeah, so it's been a a busy week for us. Uh, cast list went up for the spring musical which is footloose so Ooh. yeah toby's in the adult <laughs> chorus abby got cast i forget the name that she's playing but uh she'll be playing a role so she's got a name and toby's a part of the ensemble yes part of the ensemble nice. so they'll both be on stage come uh late april early may one of those two i forget when so yeah Busy, busy week around here for us. Oh, I believe it. Yes, yes. 
So, uh, what do you say we uh, dive right into the season finale of uh, season three? I say let's dive it, baby. (laughs) Dive it, baby. There we go. Well, let's look at the 22nd episode of season three this week. The season finale. Last episode of the season. Brother, brother. After learning about all of his friends' plans for the summer, Corey becomes worried about the prospects of spending the entire break by himself. This episode was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang, directed by Jeff McCracken, originally aired May 17, 1996, and currently enjoys an 8.2 IMDb rating. Now, let's take it one more time to America's favorite game show. Vast Emotional Damage. Vast Emotional Damage is brought to you by No Name Brand Pop. Because we couldn't get anyone to sponsor us. Now, last week... I know. Last week's episode had 12.2 million viewers tune in to see. Tyler, how many million people do you think tuned in to see the season finale Brother Brother? I mean, all of the ratings so far have been super low, so let's go with, I don't know, 13. 13 is your guess? You would actually lose the uh, the showcase. We had an identical rating, twelve point two. Yes, you know brother, what brother the nineties. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna retroactively yell from thirty years into the future. The nineties, you have let us down. I don't know <laughs> what was going on at this time. I don't care what important show is on or if it's because of NBA playoffs or whatever, but you've let (laughs) us down. Gosh, I feel like you need to get that that little clip of that kid uh, from (laughs) season four going, they they hate it. They're trying to kill it. (laughs) Did they do anything wrong? (laughs) <laughs> no, they're just trying to kill it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll get their good-looking people. <laughs> well, uh, let's dive right in because it's the last day of school and Eric is cleaning out his locker. And uh, we're going to have Eli and Mr. Turner are going to come over and uh, give him some stuff back including his giant underpants and his Feeny puppet. Yes, I love the Feeny puppet. (laughs) You would. I do, Mr. Matthews. Detention, Mr. Matthews. (laughs) And, uh, of course, when they walk away, I... This is sad because this is Eli's last episode and he has, like, one whole line. He does almost nothing in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, uh, there's a, f- a few episodes ago whenever he's like uh, with the whole Turner potentially adopting Sean and him talking with Turner. Like, 
that felt like the end to his character. And I almost mm-hmm. said, like, we should give a salute to Mr. Williams here. But no, he shows up at this episode. But there's nothing about his character in A Farewell. Like, at least Turner shows up next season. But Eli is just done. Yeah. So, just this it, awkward it's... goodbye. Yeah, it's very anticlimactic for his his one season arc to just show up here and then you know we'll see him once more in this episode and but yeah this this is this episode's it for eli so hope you guys enjoyed him good looking people i did when we got to have him (laughs) griff had a better send-off than this i know at at Uh, least they made an excuse for why uh, they no longer see like joey mm -hmm. so you oh, will well. never hear about Mr. Williams ever again. <laughs> no, it's almost like he was never part of the show. It's literally like um, all of his friends from the death chair. Like, those friendships just never were. Yep. Or even the nerd yeah. uh, seats. The all nerd table. His friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just disappear yeah. and they're never talked about again. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, Eli and John leave, and uh, Eric's playing with his Feeny puppet, and the real Mr. Feeny comes by and throws some sass at Eric. What, he, oh, what does he say? Uh, hold on. What are you doing with that ridiculous thing? It's just a dummy. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I love yes. it. And, uh, Apparently Eric he's been reveals... rejected by... Penn State and BU. So yes. now he's left with his his real first choice, which was North South Southwestern San, San Diego, Diego State. State University. Yeah. <laughs> Good old <Fair>. NSWSDSU. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good looking people. There is a San Diego State. That's it, though. <laughs> There is no North Southwestern San Diego State University. <laughs> uh-huh. There's there's no need for a deep dive. There is a San Diego State. I know that for a fact. But there is not a North Southwest San Diego there State. There is a Northwestern. There is a yes, San Diego there is Northwestern. State. Northwestern. I'm sure there's even a Southwestern, but there is no North Southwestern San Diego State. No. I used to live so. on a Southeast Street, or an East South Street, but... No. <laughs> this is entirely made there. up for the world of Boy Meets World. <laughs> Completely. Yes. It's goodbye, so, Philadelphia. Goodbye, Philadelphia, because Eric's going to travel by car to see all 50 states. Uh, yep. Apparently, he's going to, to see Hawaii, he's going to aim for uh, China, and when he gets there, hang a Yui. Yeah. Okay, so do you think he's just making a joke to be funny, or does he think he can actually drive to Hawaii? I'm hoping he's making a joke and he realizes he can't... I'm hoping he realizes in that moment. I'm going to headcanon this and say he's going to realize in the moment that he he got called on, you can't really drive to all 50 states, and he's going to make a joke about it. Yeah. 
I think he's making a joke about it as well. Because, I mean, you can technically drive to Alaska. It's just it's gonna take you a while, and you got to go through another country to get there. Yeah, you're, you're but, not gonna yeah, go you, to Alaska as part of your 48, 50, 49 states during the summer. It, it's gonna be a lot to try to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I will tell you, fun fact about us, we keep saying if we ever win the lottery, which is never going to happen, but that's probably one of the things we'd want to do is go travel all 50 states. Because why not, Brett? Exactly. you got to see this great country. <laughs> yeah. So, good-looking people, if you ever see that our production uh, gets a lot more uh, improved, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have Tyler uh, zooming in from Alaska on the, on the cruise. <laughs> Just having me green screened all the time, blurry. Duh. <laughs> uh, Video. Yeah. So we're gonna hop over to Corey and Topanga, who are back together. Big kiss. Back together. Back together. Big kiss. Back together. Big kiss. <laughs> and we find out Topanga's gonna. Uh, spend all summer at an all-girls camp. Corey is having yeah. a hard time with this because it's the summer of their 15th year and they're back together. It's a very important time, their summer of their 15th year. Yes. And, the most uh, romantic of all the years. Oh, yes, yes. But, uh, back you know, he's gonna... Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. In Spanish, it's back together, muchacha. <laughs> Yes, but uh, Topanga convinces him it's going to be okay because they'll have their 16th summer together. And uh, Corey's going to sit down a little bit dejected, and Eric's going to try to cheer Corey up. And we're going to get Eric's attempt here in a little clip. What's the matter, Mr. Matthews? You seem a little down. <laughs> Perhaps some more history homework would cheer you up? Hmm? <laughs> Knock it off, Eric. You know I'm not a big fan of your feeny puppet. Come on, Core. I mean, I thought everything was great now that you and Topanga are back together. Big kiss. Back together. Big kiss. Hey, hey, hey. Stay out of my personal life. Hey, come on, Corey. I mean, Topanga's leaving for the summer, and I'm sorry, but that's got nothing to do with me. I got one week left here. Let's make it great. Just like old times. What old times? Now, Brett. This comes mm. to my theory about the dream bothering him. Okay. Because it's, just, it's an immediate annoyance of anything he is doing. Like his brother is trying to have fun with him, trying to cheer him up and saying, hey, let's make this a great week. You and me, essentially. And he's mm -hmm. just like... <laughs> 15 years and now you want to hang out with me now you want to do something with me is what is the vibe that you're getting you know like he is angsty and frustrated just immediately mm -hmm. now, I yeah. mean he is upset because his girlfriend and he's going to learn in just a few minutes that his best friend are departing for the summer and he's not going to see them but you know he is annoyed already with Eric and no matter what Eric was going to say it was going to upset him exactly yeah and 
we've seen some times this, especially this season, where Eric and Corey did do things together where there was some real bonding. Yep. And Corey is very quick to dismiss that, I'll say. Um, yes. Yeah, he's very, very quick to dismiss that uh, in all of this. But... Uh, but that's that's the hook for our episode. Eric is uh, getting ready to leave. Um, he wants to, you know, do things like the old days. He wants to uh, spend some time with Corey this week and and build some lasting memories. And Corey is just thinking, what old days? We we haven't had any good old days. Mm-hmm. And Eric has a good attitude about this. Like he wants he to does. have he's very positive. One he last final week with his family and spending time with them and his brother who are they? ruins it. The Matthews, <laughs> the Matthews brothers. brothers. <laughs> uh, yes, but then we learn now that Sean is also going to be leaving. <laughs> yes, oh, Sean and Corey are playing this... some basketball. Corey just <laughs> turns around, it scares Sean, and he shoots the basketball, and it goes in. And you're looking at their <laughs> feet, Brett, and they're wearing dress shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got nothing there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're either dress shoes or, like, a boot, but, like, they're wearing shoes you should not be playing basketball in. Yeah. Sean is definitely a boot guy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like the time that me and my buddies played basketball in flip-flops, because why not? So none of us were jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm actually looking at a screen cap right now. Sean is definitely in boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. And Corey is... Uh, Corey might be in some tennis shoes that are really clunky. I don't but Sean know. is definitely in some boots with a small heel. He could be wearing some flats, I guess. Could be. But, yeah. Sean is, Sean is definitely not dressed for basketball at all. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Sean is... Yeah, they're at the park. Okay. Somewhere we've not seen them before, so it's kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah. And Sean had told Corey he was going to be uh, staying home all summer with his dad, but apparently he's traveling, and that's the yes. beauty of a mobile home, because wherever yep. you are, you're home. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's Corey fun says little... he's fine. Yes, he's fine. There's fun little fun little ver, uh, visual gag where he's going to sit by a lady feeding the pigeons. She's going to feed him some bread. Uh, and then we're going to go to the kitchen with the Matthews. And Corey is revealing his summer plans. He's going to go spend his summer at the uh, Olympic Village in Atlanta. Yes. Um, which very quickly is shot down. <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> And uh, Alan and Amy are trying to get Corey excited about spending the week with Eric since it's his last week home. And there's some tension between Corey and Eric. And uh, Corey is uh, he's recalling all these times that Eric cast him aside for girls specifically. 
mm-hmm. you know, rides to school, hanging out and doing stuff together. Oh no, this girl wants some a ride, or this girl is uh, wants a date, or whatnot. And uh, Eric kind of storms out. And, you know, he's not going to stand around and take this. And uh, Alan and Amy try to try to smooth things over, find out what's going on. And uh, Corey is quick to tell them, you never sent me to camp, which they're very quickly quick to shoot down. They did. Corey uh, sent them letters that they were performing medical experiments on him every day. Mm-hmm. But Amy tries to reassure him that things will work out for the best. She believes that. And hold on to that good look, people, because that will come back. Um, yeah. Um, but Corey keeps looking for reasons to argue. Uh, he's he's going to go upstairs, and he's actually going to apologize to Eric. He goes up with the intention of apologizing. Uh, okay, and... I'm going to stop you there for a moment, Brad, because what you said is so accurate. He is looking for a fight. He is. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. He goes up and he's, I mean, he goes up to apologize, but he's looking for a reason to fight. Because uh-huh. Eric is packing and he's got his bed covered and he's got his desk covered. And there's one sock on Corey's bed. And Corey it is, is looking just at that a mess. Okay. <laughs> it is a huge mess. He did uh-huh. not leave his bed like that this morning. Nope. And just so disrespectful. There's, there's this, oh, there's, there's this great discussion between Corey and Eric that I want to share. Look, Corey, I know your summer's off to a rough start and everything, but uh, look at the good. I'm going to be out of here in a week and you're going to have the entire room to yourself. I've always had this room to myself. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, come on, Eric. The way you treat me and you got to ask, you ignore me. We do stuff together. Yeah, only when you're stuck. I mean, you never actually did anything with me because you wanted to. What am I supposed to say to that, Corey? I mean, you're three years younger than me. Yeah, I'm my own friends. Just... Yeah? And where are your friends going to be next year? I mean, you guys will all be off at different colleges, but I'll still be your brother, Eric. You're right, Corey. I'm a terrible brother. You know, but in a week, I'm going to be gone, and I'm going to be the best brother you've ever had. And so that's what Eric, or what Corey wants to boil everything down to, that he's been ignored by Eric all this time that Eric only gives him attention when he's stuck with him. He's not wrong. Not entirely. No. I mean, he could have had this conversation months ago, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like everything's coming to a head. He's had a realization about their relationship and, now he's just stewing over and it's just all boiling out now. Yeah, and this is, I mean, good-looking people, there's a, there's always a, uh, there's a time for everything. There's a time for mm-hmm. a conversation like this, and the opportune time for a conversation like this is not right when the person you're trying to talk to about it is getting ready to leave. Well, <sighs> Because of, they're not the most receptive to it then. No, and the other thing too is that like if you feel you need to have a conversation with someone when you're emotionally not in a good place and you know it's an emotional conversation that's also not the time to have those conversations. (laughs) 
Yes. You are what's known as emotionally compromised. You're not yes. going to be thinking clearly. You're not going to be responding clearly. You're not going to mm-hmm. be the level head uh, area where you need to be to have mm. a productive conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, for for my wife and I, when we start to have moments where we know we're heading towards a actual disagreement slash fight, we will kind of separate from each other a little bit, um, both by choice, because we don't want to say something we're going to regret, and we don't want to say something in the heat of what's happening. Now, we don't always have the time and ability to be able to do that because of children um but you know we will give each other a little bit of space and it doesn't take long for one of us to come back and say wow i didn't realize but i'm dealing with something right now and you know i'm sorry i took it out on you and that wasn't fair of me to say what i said and you know um can we just talk about what happened and can we hug it out (laughs) because a lot of times we we notice that like when we're bickering with each other and going at it, we're just tired and exhausted and need a break. And we just happen to do one thing that annoyed the other person and <laughs> made it a much bigger than it should have been. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've been working a lot with, uh, with our kids because we have two teenagers in the house and uh, we've been working with them a lot on, having productive conversations when you're not emotionally raw, when you're not in that state where you are going to be making those kinds of statements where you're driven by your emotions. Mm -hmm. And if you need a third party and and a neutral party that will sit in and help guide the conversation, help steer it, which is what Corey and Eric could have used here uh, mm-hmm. very easily. We've been there to help them do that. Um, you know, we've we've mediated a handful of things uh, recently. We've we've been there to walk through some some disagreements and some some hurt and some reconciliation. Uh, mm-hmm. As as with any teenagers who live together. There's going to be heads that butt together about all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And so Corey and Eric could have benefited from some conflict resolution in in this. Yeah. But this argument devolves into a physical altercation where Eric throws Corey onto the bed and they're wrestling and Alan and Amy have to break it up. And Eric decides uh, in the moment that he's going to leave for his trip early. Instead of staying around for the week, he's going to leave tomorrow. uh, Well, in in fairness to him, why does he want to have to hear for a few more days about how he's abandoning his brother and how Mm -hmm. he's ruining his brother's life? Like, I don't blame his, his decision. Yeah. No, it's very much fair. On the same token for Corey... Mm -hmm. Why does he want to hear for another week about how, well, we're going to miss you, Eric, and this is going to be a good week, and we're going to make the best of this week possible because this is the last time the five of us are all going to be together. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the emotions you have when it's the first one 
quote-unquote leaving to go to college um <laughs> and i remember some, my family having those same vibes before my brother went off to school um of just like that's no, not going to be the five of us all together again but you know in fairness also my brother was always going off to places and staying the night at other people's houses so like very rarely were we doing stuff the five of us you know by the time he was a senior and you know he had a car so he was always on the road somewhere <laughs> doing something mm -hmm. um so uh, just i felt a lot for Corey this go around because i always do but this time also i felt for uh amy and alan and i felt for mm -hmm. eric as well so just for me this is a very personal and complicated episode for me to watch is the best way i'll put it late uh, good looking people mm -hmm. it's it's got a lot of threads to it mm -hmm. yeah so we're gonna we're gonna come back into the living room uh, it's tough on everyone with eric leaving uh mm -hmm. alan and amy are having a rough time just like we just mentioned everyone's having a hard time um and you know they have a great conversation um and ultimately eric agrees that because alan and amy share that you know you can't move you can't leave yet for two reasons one you haven't gotten your acceptance letter to college yet because that's really this trip is a celebration for graduation and to to do something great before you go to college you haven't gotten the acceptance letter yet and we have a goodbye dinner scheduled. So Eric uh, agrees, if you can move the goodbye dinner, I'll stay an extra day. And Alan lays some hard love on him. Take the extra day and figure out what's bothering your brother. Mm -hmm. And Eric comes back with, I've shared the room for 15 years and I have no idea what's bothering him. And Alan's Alan's response is perfect. Maybe that's your answer. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love this moment because they they try first just to reason with him of, hey, mm -hmm. we're your parents and we're telling you you're not making this choice because you're angry um, mm -hmm. and you're scared. So you're not doing that. Um, but he pushes back. And I, I do think he does bring up good concern that he has that he is worried he is concerned and you know for him if he could start his trip earlier it would relieve some of his tension which is mm -hmm. fair like he's ready to move on and he probably was going to stay only a week extra to be nice to his family to have one last week with everybody and if this is the way he's going to be retreated then he's ready to go um yeah I, I do hate that, you know, he brings up laundry and he, he <laughs> it's, I know it's a joke, but like the audience reacts way too well to it being a joke. Um, it's one of the few problems I have with this show where someone does bring up a concern of like, I don't know how to do this. Where it's as simple as, I know you have to do colors, I know you need to do whites, but what happens when you have both a dark and a white together? How do you do that? I don't know. And 
I think that is a genuine concern he has. His mom has probably done his laundry his whole life. So now he's like, I'm going to be responsible mm-hmm. for my own laundry. I don't know how to do that. And the audience mm-hmm. giggles about it, but he's kind of having this emotional moment, you know? Um, it honestly reminds me of when uh, there's a moment in The Big Bang Theory when Sheldon has an emotional breakdown moment and the audience laughs, and I'm like, gosh, this laugh in this moment kind of kills the dramaticness of his reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I almost feel like sometimes these shows need to accept that there doesn't need to be a joke, and even if the audience thinks it's a joke, the laugh needs to be not there, because it's not about the laugh. It's about mm-hmm. the deep concern this character has for the situation. Um, so, yeah. Brent, you think you could move a special dinner that you planned for your child a week ahead? I think it'd be very difficult, especially since you had rented out a room in a restaurant and that... Uh, you're gonna have to see if they'll work with you there, but it is Chubbies. Yeah, I mean the magical a hole land the of Chubbies that it is everything they need it to be. <laughs> it is. One night it's yeah. a sock hop with a cover charge. The next night you're written out a special room with the party room. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean they do. They make it seem like there's more to Chubbies than just the underground area although that's the area that they use most often so yeah i mean they were able to rent out the entire restaurant once so yeah they've got some pool with chubby yeah (laughs) maybe he's an old friend maybe but uh if if i had if i in real world if i had a reservation with a party room I'd have to make some different plans entirely to make it happen. Oh, yeah. Real world, that yeah. plan is happening at your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, real world, it ain't happening to Chubby's. Maybe maybe uh, they had a different plan and Chubby's was their backup. Maybe. Hmm. Well, and I, I keep thinking about this whole trip that they have, that, that he's doing, and I have to think that Alan and Amy are the ones that are footing the bill for most of this trip. Like, I'm sure Eric saves some money up, but there's no way as an 18-year-old you can afford to travel all over the country, even in two months. Especially in Lucille, who he starts with pliers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. This is definitely being financed largely by Alan and Amy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I like how they make it clear at the party that you know Eric is happy that the people that care about him are there, and Sean and Topanga. <laughs> yeah, you think it's nice that Sean and Topanga were there for his brother. That that you know, with everything that's going on, it's nice that they brought were invited for Corey. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, we get a nice speech from Feeney uh, mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, the beginning of the year. It was a question of whether or not he didn't graduate, but here he is. 
and uh, he and Mark had uh, better suck it up because he's gonna be her principal someday. <laughs> I know that's a great moment. Oh, oh no. no, he's gonna be your principal someday. Oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he won't be her sixth grade teacher. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, but but just, uh, Mr. I like how he says he's proud of him, and you know. Yeah. He did a and good job. He pulled job his diploma and... and had it framed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. And he lets Eric hug him. For a short second. For a short second, yes. But he still he lets him do it. Mm-hmm. Um and this is this is the last time we will see Eli Williams. Alex stays there on camera. It doesn't even say anything. Doesn't no, say no anything. lines, no great job. We loved having you and love seeing your passion. <laughs> Or your creativity and excuses for, you know, not even a joke from from Alex in this scene. It's such a waste. Well, thank you, Eli. We salute you for your service. Thank you for your service. You brought a lot of great stuff to season three. Wish they would have given you a stronger send-off. Yeah, or a lot more stronger of anything. Yeah. Well, Corey does eventually get up to give a goodbye, or at least a speech, for Eric. Uh-huh. And I did clip this. You know, this right, this speech we... reminds me, as you're getting it ready, reminds me of uh, when you are at a wedding, and the best man or the maid of honor gets up, and you're looking at them like, you're like about to fall over. Should you be giving a speech? And then they just... <laughs> nonsense comes out of their mouth and you're like someone take the microphone away from them (laughs) (laughs) yeah hang on i do have a toast to make attention everybody it's my brother eric who's moving out and not just for four years probably forever and i don't even know him And now I probably never will. Fifteen years in the same room, Eric. Fifteen years. Goodbye. I I hope you have a nice life. I really do. I'm sorry, everyone. So I think this is a good opportunity, Brett, uh, for me to bring up a little bit of something, if that's okay. Certainly. Uh, so I am, uh, I've always related to Corey because I have an older brother, three years older than me, just like Corey. Uh, later on in life, I got a sister, you know, about seven years younger than me. So again, really relate to Corey and the, di- the, the dynamics uh, at work and, uh, you know, when my brother went off to school, I remember really having complicated emotions because uh, I, I was never the first option for my brother spending time with. And, you know, I I think in his mind, hanging out with me was the same as hanging out with the whole family. And he just didn't really want to do that. And as I got older, I understood that more. Um, I still understand that, but... So just these weird feelings and emotions you end up having uh, as your older sibling who you wished you 
knew better, got along with better, um, is about to leave. And I, I remember I, I wasn't going to be there whenever he left because I had football. Um, and so I wrote him a, a letter uh, and I tucked it into all of his stuff. And I have no idea if he read it. I have no idea because he never said anything to me about it. But I just, you know, said, hey, I just want you to know I'm proud of you and I love you. And I hope for the everything for the best for you. And I'm sorry if I embarrassed you at any point. And... You know, hopefully someday we can be better, for, like we can actually be friends. So, um, mm-hmm. and we've had random conversations here and there. And, um, you know, before I got married, I knew I was able to reach out to him and talk to him if I was in a bad spot. And, you know, but we just, for whatever reason, we've never, even as adults, been able to figure out how to relate to each other and be closer and, it is still weird and awkward being doing family things and knowing that we don't have a strong relationship and it breaks my heart and but there's also this part of me that has to accept that this is kind of the way it's going to be um the only difference for me and Corey is he lives in a tv show where the writers can give them moments where they are friends and get to spend time together and uh in preparation for this episode i did watch a few seasons ahead uh well to the last season when eric is the one who is left behind by Corey, who eric is the one that's not appreciated by Corey and is taken advantage of by Corey, and um just seeing those different dynamics of of into play you know of Corey choosing his friends, his wife over his brother. And, um, so I just, it's, I love that the show is able to do that with this of showing the complications that can be there and the unsaid things between brothers that, um, don't often get said in real life. Actually, as we were watching the episode, Sarah looked at me and said, I don't think I've ever seen this episode before because I would remember if there was a fight at a a garage sale. And I said, well, honey, this show has been on since the 90s. So I feel like at some point you've had to have seen this episode. No, I would remember if I'd watched that. So uh, good looking people. If you've not have no idea what I'm talking about, stay tuned. We'll get there eventually. Eventually. Yes, eventually we'll get there. <laughs> yes. So, Brett, uh, just curious, is there any interesting thoughts, feelings you have being the big brother in this situation? Well, the big brother, I I was Eric in all of these situations. I was the first one to uh, of my brothers to head off to college. Uh, I was the first brother to get married. So, I mean, I, I was Eric heading off, and I... You know, I, I didn't have close friendship type relationships with my brothers when I was, uh, you know, before I embarked on that journey. Since then, um, one of my two brothers, I have been able to build uh, a much stronger friendship relationship with. Um, but I can see looking back I, I I can see some of that Corey and Eric type of uh, of distance that was probably there 
I mean, we've never sat down and talked about it, but mm-hmm. I, I can look back and I can see that it was probably there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I was Eric in those situations, and I, I that wasn't something that I, in that time, had ever really thought much about. Because I was, uh, was I? I was four years older than the first brother and seven years older than the second. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was... It was different for me. I was Eric. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm just going to make an assumption. You can definitely tell me I'm wrong, but I'm sure in your mind, you had great moments with your siblings that you took the time with them and got to have these special things. And potentially in your sibling's mind, similar to how I felt of like, well, I was a last option. Like you didn't really have a choice. You had to be around me, you know, so I'm sure those oh, I'm sure. type of dynamics always came into play, and but it's just those awkward mm-hmm. things you just don't talk about. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we we don't really do a lot of deep dives into all of that, but I'm sure that we have different perspectives on on what it was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, similar with you guys and trying to help your teenagers work through these things, we're already seeing jealousy with Grayson and the way he sees and is interacting with his brother and (laughs) you know we try to have conversations with him on as much as we possibly can as you know hey you're the big brother part of that means that you're going to do things before your your little brother and there are going to be times when you need to just accept that mommy and daddy have to focus more on your brother Mm-hmm. You know, but we trust you and we love you, and we also are going to need your help. And he's going to lean on you. Um, yep. You know, it's it's fascinating seeing that that little brother love for the big brother at such a young age. Um, because I'll watch as uh, Henry is literally just look around, and be like, "Papa, Papa." Papa, <laughs> I'm like Grayson. Answer your brother. <laughs> like he wants to be around you. Just go be around him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Yep. I remember those types of days. But I I do love as they're saying goodbye to Amy or to Eric the next day and Amy's like, Can I make you breakfast? Can I fix some toast? Some pancakes? Muffins? Pizza? You just want me to stay around till the freezer's empty. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I know that you're not ready to talk about this, but those complicated emotions of you did your job, the bird is ready to leave the nest. Mm-hmm. And Sarah hates it when I bring up how long it will be until Grayson's at that stage. But, you know, it's a terrifying thing. Oh, yes, it, it definitely will be. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly and I don't like to think about those days, but we have a 16 year old. We're only a couple of years away from the first one leaving the nest. So, yeah, we are we are only a couple of years away from that terror. <laughs> As as um, Kelly would say, shh, don't say evil things. <laughs> Isn't she going to graduate at seventeen? Yes, but she plans on taking a gap year. 
Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Eric wants to say goodbye to Corey, but Corey slept on the couch because he was embarrassed uh, because of what happened on the previous night. But he's not still on the couch. Apparently, he left early. And um, Eric wants Alan and Amy to give him a hug for him, but it won't be the same. And Alan wants to talk a little bit more. And I did clip part of this. Eric, now it's, you know, just going off to college, then it's going to be, oh, I'm just getting married, just having kids. But you know that you will never be the same brothers you were upstairs, sharing that room. I'm the older brother. It's not my fault I'm the older brother. Yes, but it's not Corey's fault that he's the younger brother, who never understood why your buddies and your girlfriends always seem to be more important to you than him. He's three years younger than me. He's got his own girlfriend. He's got his own buddies. I bet he understand me better now. Well, it sounds like you have a lot more in common now. Yeah, I guess we do. And three years isn't that big a difference anymore. No, I mean, I, you know, I never really looked at it like that. I, I guess Corey and I could be friends now. Yeah, his girlfriend's leaving him for the summer, and his best friend's leaving him for the summer, and now his brother, who he's never really had a chance to get to know as a friend, is leaving forever. And it finally starts to sink in for Eric. Mm -hmm. That three years is not as big of a gap as it used to be. As, yep. as, as much as Corey's been looking for an excuse to fight, and as easily as he's been erasing what they have done together, he does have a point. And yep. that there has been there he's been he's had valid points they've just been buried underneath a lot of i feel type language mm -hmm. but those three-year gap when Corey was in sixth grade is not the same type of gap now when eric has just graduated high school and so i i love this scene between the three of them these these are the parenting scenes in this episode that I have wanted all season. <laughs> yeah, they're literally making up for all of the non-parenting in this one moment alone. <laughs> they they really are. This one episode alone is making up for a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, it's this and stormy nights that uh, are really making up for it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, they're he, pulling the parenting it, weight. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, is Eric is also responding to everything so defensively, like justifying his actions. Like when Corey's trying to mm. share his feelings, Eric gets defensive and goes, you're right, Cor. I'm a horrible big brother, but don't worry. I'm getting out of your way. Um. Mm. It's just that that complication for both of them. And I I love what Alan and Amy say in these moments. You know, he says, I didn't ask to be the older brother. It's not my fault. It's not Corey's fault. He's the younger brother. And he never understood mm -hmm. why you chose your buddies and your girlfriends over him. Yep. And then it's, well, he's three years younger than me. He has his own buddies. He has his own girlfriends now. And it's like... Huh, seems like you guys have more in common than you used to. Seems like that three years is no longer as big of a gap. 
you know, just perfect parenting. <laughs> it is. Get, it is. As, you, as you much as we may rag on this show at points, this is like word for word. These are the exact things they need to be saying to their ch- their sons. They're not. They're not beating him over the head with a point that he needs to hear. They're they're walking him to the point as he needs to arrive at it. Yeah. So that he can come to the realization he needs to realize. And yeah. that he can make, you know, they're not telling him so that he can ignore it and need to hear it from someone else. They're walking him to it so that he can realize it on his own and know it for sure. Right. But they're they're trying to point out to him, of, hey, we had time to get to know you and love you. And you, we you would share with us your life. And you're walking out the door and you had years to get to know Corey and you both blew it Mm -hmm. and you both have to live with that now. At the end of the day, you're not going to be brother roommates anymore. Mm -hmm. Your relationship will never be the same. Yeah. So just, I love this. And I will say as well, like I do think that the relationship of Corey and Eric do get better over time. It does indeed. But I, I and I, I, yeah. Let's just keep moving. If otherwise, I'm going to keep gushing over this yes. moment. <laughs> <laughs> so Morgan comes down and tries to give Fluffers her uh, stuffed bear to Eric. Um, Eric says goodbye to everyone and uh, actually leaves Fluffers on the chair as he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um. We switch over to the park where Corey has gone to say goodbye to Topanga, who's having second thoughts about camp. But yeah. Corey convinces her, yes, you need to go. It's it's good for you to go. Yeah. Sean came to say goodbye to Corey. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I love the complication in this scene because they're starting to... They're, they're showing in this moment of they're ready to mature they're ready for new things and i think for topanga camp is almost like a last hurrah of her youngness in a way um because there's a lot of i know for summer camps not every summer camp is a eight week summer camp they will run eight weeks but it's always a week-long camp that's for the most part the dynamics of camp i've worked in and there is Mm -hmm. tension with older campers that come and are like i don't want to hear the cookie cutter basic stuff like you either tell me something that's a little deeper and a little more intense or i'm not paying attention or i've done these things every single time give me something new to do and like challenge me please so mm-hmm. i understand for topanga she's getting closer if she's feeling like am i gonna literally do the same exact thing i did last year i don't know if i want to do that again and that's fair yep. very yeah yeah so they all are saying their goodbyes we find out that sean's house has the same horn that Corey's grandma's RV la did. La cucaracha. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, and so they well, all they leave. Brett, 
we have not had a guest star this whole episode. We I know haven't. we have the bird lady, but like she doesn't say a line. She's not even credited, she's credited because she doesn't have a line. Yeah. We haven't had any guest stars. It's just been I just the main keep waiting for you to be like and cast. this person is this. And there is no none of that. There's no one. No. It's all main cast and recurring cast. There's no they they spent all of their guest star cash last week. Yeah. Gosh, last week. This is almost a bottle episode if it wasn't for the the park set. (laughs) I mean, is the park set just a new set that they already planned on having? That's what it feels like. (laughs) It's a swing set, but... Ah, ah, I made a punny. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, they... uh, Sean and... Topanga leave. Corey's playing basketball by himself, and Eric comes along. Um, Corey Matthews passes. Apparently, he was Corey half- Matthews. <laughs> Matthews shoots. Looks like your team could use a little help. <laughs> um, Adding more so... fuel to the fire that Corey is bad at basketball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he deserved to be on the B team. <laughs> yeah, he did. So uh, Eric was apparently halfway to Jersey and realized he needed a goodbye from his brother and they're 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 having a heart to heart and and cory confesses that um he took eric's letter from nswsdsu yes um eric opens it and finds out he was rejected he has been rejected from every college he's applied to even basically what was his safety school and Corey immediately is starting to try and encourage Eric that he knows that, you know, he can take some classes uh, close to home. You know, he, he can get some credits built up and he can find, he can get into a school. He knows he can because he knows who he is. Yeah. And they, they start to do some bonding right then and there. Yeah. And well, I, I like that it's an immediate, like, Hey, I know you can do this, buddy. Like, I know you got this. I believe in you, and I'm mm-hmm. behind you. And I don't think we would have gotten this from Corey if he didn't start getting interested in school and actually trying in school himself. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love the almost of letting go of all the angst, all the frustration, and the probably potentially guilt of I'm holding on to the thing that is taking you away from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when he's like, yeah, I know you can take some classes you can do, you know, you can probably retake the SATs. Like it's one thing to have bad grades. It's another thing to also have a bad test score. Like there's so many things Eric could have done. And I like, he's also saying, I can't believe I thought that I could take off three and a half years of school and then try to take two months to do well enough to go to college yep eric realizes that he screwed off too much he Mm -hmm. goofed off too much and it caught up to him yeah this is why he should have been a teacher in girl meets world (laughs) so and that brings us to the trip uh, yep. Eric's, not, you know, what's what's the point of going on the trip? Eric wants to know, and Corey says, you know what, you, it's, it, you still need to go. 
Yeah, well, you've earned it. Eric says, you've earned it. Well, yeah, you know, it's, I'll, it's I'll go first thing in the morning. It's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Yeah, it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. All right, well, yeah, I'll go first thing in the morning. Well, why wait? you got to go home and pack. There's no one I'd rather go with. So we've gone from brothers can't wait to get away from each other. One brother can't wait to get away. One brother is mourning the loss of the brother who's leaving. So now they're going to spend the next three months together touring the country. Yeah. Building that bond that they've, one has not realized they don't have, and one is mourning that they haven't had. And so it's a beautiful arc. And um, Eric says, things always seem to work out for the best, which is a, a beautiful callback to what Amy told Corey about what's going to happen this summer. And Corey says he's always believed that. Mm-hmm. Now, this may or may not be true of him because he had to be reminded of it. But in and of itself, this is a callback to what Amy said, and it's 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 a beautiful callback. Yeah. And so we get into the tag. Mr. Well, Feeney's helping Brett. them Let's, plan the trip. Hold on. Oh, hold oh. on. Hold on. Slow your slow your rolls. Brett, okay. Okay. Slow my roll. Slow my roll. We we have <laughs> to talk about real quick of how important of a moment this is, because it's right. in this moment whenever Eric decides this is a once in a lifetime trip. And he's thinking about the things his parents mentioned to him, that their relationship mm-hmm. is never going to be the same, that no matter what they do, there's there's never going to be another time where they share that room together. And this is kind mm-hmm. of the crescendo of a time. Now, we'll see for next season, spoiler alert, for those that don't know yet, they will get another year of being in the same room together and um, mm-hmm. you know, actually spending more time together. But... To get a summer where it's, they're not distracted by their friends, they're not distracted by girls, they're just spending time together, experiencing this country or the world in a way, together. <laughs> and that is a very beautiful thing. Very so the fact that, that Eric makes that choice to bring Corey along, um, it means something. And also, it's a lot safer to be traveling around the country with someone else than just doing it yourself. <laughs> Very much so. Always good to have the buddy system at play. Yeah. I mean, Corey can't drive it, so that does stink, but who knows how they're doing this whole trip anyway, Brett? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, Eric's yeah. junker of a car. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. You want her to start, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we can go to the tag now, Brett, where they're trying to depart uh, and yes. getting some last-minute advice and last minute scamming advice some and money off some of uh, Alan. Scam <laughs> some more money off of Dad, yes. Mr. Feeney suggests Boston for the history. Yes, the Cheers bar. And, uh, Maybe they'll know my name. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> Part of the trip is that they'll visit some colleges. Eric throws some names of colleges, some real names, Ball State, Penn State, uh, State, (laughs) on the way out the door. And Corey wants to know why he would spend the summer of his 15th year visiting colleges. Well, because we're on the way to these places. And he hands Corey a list of a bunch of beaches in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, Myrtle Beach, yeah. South Beach, Fort Lauderdale, South Beach, yep. uh, Padre Island, Malibu. <laughs> Colleges. Yeah, right. <laughs> Smithsonian's. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, I mean, I will say, and... if you're doing a trip around America... The Smithsonian's are a solid place to go to because it's oh, free. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, I would fully recommend them being like, hey, go to at least a couple. Go to one in New York. Go to one in uh, D.C. Oh, yeah. You'd have a much easier time getting into there than going and doing a tour of the White House. I'll tell you that much. Totally, yeah. And there we have it. That is the end of season <sighs> three. Yeah. Tyler, do you have some deep dives for us? And do I have, I have a, a kitty cat on my shoulder? Bumper? Do I have a deep dive Hi. bumper that'll work? People, 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 people. Am I the only one who read the summer reading list? All righty, let's do this thing. Oh, nope, that's from last week. I don't need those anymore. Alrighty, let's start with puppets, Brett. Ooh, puppets. Because <laughs> uh, apparently uh, in 1996, Jim Henson put out a uh, little special to help teach kids how to make their own puppet or Muppet-like creature. So I did not get to watch it, uh, but I just kind of saw there was an article about that where it's a 15 full minutes of uh, him going through the step-by-step process of building a character like a Muppet and all the things you have to do for it. Um, Yeah, this uh, pre-Sesame Street video aired on public television, uh, on Iowa public television for Volume C's Kids show in 1996. Jim Henson, for those that don't know, is the creator of The Muppets and also Sesame Street. Um, Might be one of the most famous uh, creators of puppet characters and arguably the longest lasting uh, characters out there that are puppets. So Mm Uh, you can thank him from Kermit the Frog all the way to Elmo and all the other new characters that come randomly because it's all because of him. Um, so I do have a uh, custom creations um, pup for puppets that uh, a company called Zazzle's Puppet Builders. Um, so they will make a custom-made puppet for you. Um, The cost varies between the design that is needed, uh, the materials required, and the type of uh, machinery slash labor that is required for said puppet to be made. Uh, Every puppet custom... Every custom puppet is different so the time that it takes to build a character varies a, a typical hand and rod moving puppet takes about four to five weeks to build depending upon the design or the design process takes uh one to two weeks so 
you know, it's it's one of those things, Brett, that you could argue. Where did he get the resources to make a puppet? Where does he get the time to make his own puppet? All of those things come into question. And of course, Brett, as we all know, doesn't matter. The joke is what's important. <laughs> um, so... I have a bunch of different stuff about traveling through the Americas, so let's put that on hold real quick. Uh, what is this? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about basketball since... No, let's, let's not just basketball just yet. Hold on, teaser. Uh, let's talk about the Olympics because Corey mentions he's going to do the Olympics. Uh, so the Olympics in uh, 1996 were held in... Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's commonly referred to as the Centennial Olympic Games. Um, it was the international... Sorry. Uh, it was held uh, from July 19th through August 4th, 1994. Um, Summer Olympics marked the 100th anniversary of the Olympics starting in uh, 1896. There was 197 different nations that competed, uh, over 10,000 athletes, 6,800 men, and 3,400 women. Uh, there's 271 events in uh, 26 different sports, uh, the person that opened the uh, ceremony was the President of the United States, President uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, the only big notable thing that I'm looking at right now is... Um, so, in 1992... We had the first dream team, which featured people such as Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Johnson, or Michael Johnson, um, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Uh, yeah. Larry Bird. Um, we actually had the dream team 2.0, which had people like Shaq, Charles Barkley, and a lot of other high priced NBA players. Um, not Michael Jordan. He did his time. And I don't think Scottie Pippen was on this team either. I did not look at who's actually so. on that list. So, um, but yeah, no, the Bulls were a little bit busy going into <laughs> this time period. A little bit. Which leads me, Brett, into uh, discussing about the 1996 Bulls. You see, Brett, and maybe some of the good-looking people don't know, but I bring this up because Corey's playing basketball, and I've been wanting to talk about this, and I think this is a good opportunity <laughs> to do so. In uh, 1994, um, the 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 year the season right before following um, the 1993 season, 
Michael Jordan had a unfortunate situation where his father passed away. Uh, he was murdered and he felt he needed to leave basketball because he didn't have motivation and he needed to step aside because he was dealing and he was grieving. Um, in 1995, there was a lockout in the uh, MLB, Major uh, League of Baseball, and uh, Jordan got an itch to go play basketball because he is the world's greatest basketball player ever. So clearly you're going to have an itch to go do the thing you're the best at. Um, starts going to some practices, starts playing around, and basically his whole team is like, so what's the deal? And they put a press release out, and Michael Jordan wrote it himself, and it's just two words, I'm back. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, March 19th, 1995, uh, he returned to basketball. Now he was not the same man and they did make it to the playoffs, but they lost to the magic. Um, that was when Shaq was being very dominant as a, uh, new man on campus. The next season, however, Brett was a big different story. You see, they signed a player named Dennis Rodman and then the Bulls decided to go 72-10, and 10, which in the basketball world is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like going 15-1 and one in the NFL, or now 16-1. and one. Yep. So they are unstoppable, essentially, and there's just a few games where they don't win, but... I have no idea what the scores are in those games, but I'm assuming they weren't blown out in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll also say that Michael Jordan played in every single game, and the only other player I'm looking at who played in every single game was Steve Kerr, the current uh, coach of the uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah, Michael Jordan was the MVP that season. And everybody was just having a good season that year. And they went on to win uh, the 1996, 1997, or 1996 uh, championship. So this is the start of the second three-peat that Michael Jordan and the Bulls had. Because they won three, 1991, 1992, 1993. And then they came back 1996, which could explain potentially some of our ratings drop off i i honestly probably think that is a part of it because this is may and we're getting right into that season of basketball and it's coming to a close and you know friday night is a hard night it's a hard sell there is other things going on there is other live events that they're competing against and of course as the weather gets nice it, especially in the 90s, it was hard to keep people watching stuff. You know, yeah. people were doing stuff. People were do- all over people the place. actually went outside um, and did stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, and I mean, we talked about this uh, too, is that because of the way that streaming services work now, there are people that don't watch things live anymore on quote-unquote television because... They could watch it later on streaming or Mm -hmm. they're watching stuff 
that's not going to be on television because they don't have cable anymore. So shows can be a success with just a million viewers, which is a crime compared to what this show is getting. But back in the 90s, the ratings that they're getting is not great. Although today, that would be a killing. So (laughs) it's fascinating just the change in, in television and how all that looks. So... Um, say so I have four different things for traveling around the United States, so let's just see what I can glean from each of them, and you may have to do a little bit of uh, magic editing to this to make it all look right. <laughs> um, so from what I'm looking at, Brett, um, you know, some people had posted like after they did a trip of what it all looked like. So, um, you know, traveling all 48 states, um, the person that wrote this said that it was roughly about 6,813 miles, uh, starting at South uh, Berwick, Maine, and um, ending at Taft, Montana. Uh, time was about uh, 142 hours, um, so it's about 2.6 hours per uh, continuous states. Um, it says if one can maintain an average speed of 55 miles um, and have the need to stop and rotate fresh drivers it theoretically is possible uh, to visit all continuous states of the United States in under the 124 hours but I don't think it's recommended (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I mean the only way to go to the only way to make it also work to go to Hawaii and Alaska would be to fly there but honestly once you're in uh, on the west coast to fly to Hawaii or Alaska would not be a huge deal no so I I mean it would be hard for two just out of high school and still in high school people to do it but if you know two adults were purposefully trying to take the summer to go to all 50 states theoretically they could do it yeah um so let's address this real quick. Uh, did you know that gas prices are more expensive now than they were in uh, the 90s? Get out of town. Yeah. Do you want to guess, Brent, what gas prices were in 1996? Uh, depending on the part of the country, I'm going to guess 98 cents a gallon. Uh, so on average... It's what I have is one dollar and twenty three cents. So, I mean, to to take that into account of uh, roughly the difference in that compared to now, like anytime we do a trip, I just take a generalized like three dollars and that mm-hmm. roughly covers between going from the different states and also gives us a little bit of leeway too. Um, but you know, if you're only considering a buck, you know, 25 essentially per gallon, you know, 
you're filling up a tank that's 16 gallons, it's not going to cost that much to fill that up. No. Compared to now. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I remember when my parents would be like, 20 bucks, and that would basically fill up the tank. <laughs> I remember those days, too. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, days. don't even tell me the number. Just make sure I'm full. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have here, let's end with this. Um, someone did a, basically going to all the 48 states, um, that is not Alaska and Hawaii included, in a solo drive. And it took them about 62 days, which is comparable to what the guys did. Um, I think next season they'll say, like, it's day 58 or something like that. Um, you know, but on the road for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what this person said is... So roughly they spent about 1100 on gas. Um, they're using a hybrid vehicle to go along. And they said that if they used a SUV like that gets 15 miles per gallon, it would have been closer to $3,000 that they would have been spending on gas, which is fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they did also say, like, taking into account, like, they did do an oil change. They did need a new oil filter. Like, so that costs money. Mm-hmm. And that's fair because when you're ranking up that many miles, it it would cost you and you would need to take care of that. Um, they apparently need to get four new tires at one point when they're in Mexico, New Mexico. I don't fully understand why, but they said they needed to, so they did. Um, uh, so for lodging, uh, this person had broken down that they had stayed at some friends and family's house for like 12 nights. Uh, they only got a hotel for like seven nights, slept in a tent for six, and then the rest of the time they were just sleeping in their vehicle, which, you know... It would make sense knowing that their family is into camping, that they would take tents with them or at least one tent with them and they would just camp out as often as they can. It is the summertime. So if they go and they're driving around and they find a spot that they can go pitch a tent, I could see them doing that yeah. or just sleeping in their car. Also an option. Uh-huh. <sighs> And they said for eating purposes, it cost them about $1,000, which, you know, they're only eating for themselves. So that's not that crazy. Um, So for their rough conclusion, they spent, you know, just shy of like three grand for this whole trip. Now, for I didn't do the basic math of this, Brett, but I'm just going off of a headcanon of... Eric probably had about $1,000 saved up. Either that was just him saving up that money or his parents contributing to it. Like, I'm kind of going off of this this assumption of, like, instead of having a graduation party and spending money on a party, his parents just said, we will help you 
do something after you graduate. If you want to go travel, mm-hmm. we'll give you money to go travel. If you want to go to Europe, we'll, you know, help you do that. So I'm thinking that he's going around with like basically a grand in his pocket. And then with Corey now being added to that, they probably gave him an extra like 500 bucks, something like that, the, of a mixture of Corey's own money and also his parents, you know, chipping into that as well. So in the 90s, if they have roughly like 1500 I think they could do it. Um, that would be a stretch yeah. as adults for us to do that now. <laughs> um, but, you know, if they are able to stay at a motel on the last day and they still potentially have money for a bus fare and going to a diner, like they still clearly have a little extra money that they're willing to spend. So they're not strapped for cash right at the end. So... I don't know. Yeah. It's also TV magic, Brett. <laughs> oh, totally. And it is the heightened reality world of Boy Meets World, so. Yeah, exactly. Where a beater car can make it all the way across all 48 <laughs> states. Or for Eric, 50. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Brett, of course, those are the season three deep dives. All right. So let's talk about what we learned. You know anything about the Odyssey? Huh? Did I say you could talk? I didn't teach you that. My friend Mr. Matthews will lead the discussion. Do I have to draw you a picture? Oh, that's what it is. Tyler, I can't what remember. did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, boy. Probably knowing when to pick your battle for hard discussions. Mm. And, and that's both as a sibling, as a, a the child of, as a parent of, you know, and, and not trying to bring your own emotions into those discussions, you know, finding ways to have discussions without taking into effect of I am emotional right now. I am upset right now. My hair is sticking up, <laughs> you know, trying to. so much of this could have been talked out a lot sooner and it's like they waited till the last minute when people were at a heightened state and Corey really ignored those feelings that he could have talked up and brought up and he didn't Mm -hmm. so I think I truly do think that that dream he had has been eating away at him and now it's just kind of explosion yeah what did you learn, Brett? Or relearned? Well, it kind, it kind of piggybacks on some of that idea that it's important to learn when to slow walk your kids to a realization they need to, to, to know. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it's important to be blunt with your kids and tell them something they need to know. And sometimes yeah. it's important to walk them to the realization like Alan and Amy did with Eric. They didn't just flat out tell him first right away, hey, this is what you need to know. They encouraged him to take time to figure it out. They walked through some key things with him. And in the end, they walked him through point by point, even as he was being defensive on every point and walked him through the point of realization that this is exactly what's going on. 
And there are times yeah. where as a parent, you're going to need to do that with your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's important to figure out when is it necessary to do something like that versus when is it necessary to say, sit your kid down and say, look, here's exactly what's going on and here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll also say this. I didn't get to talk about this while we were going through the episode, but there's an intensity to their parenting this episode that we haven't seen in a while. And mm-hmm. we're going to see this more next season. And I think that we're going to see, uh, and I think we're going to have great discussion on next season of the type of parenting that they're doing. And also it could be because they're going through their own struggles and that's coming more to the forefront as well. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious, especially as we get into, uh, you know, the first episode of the next season, because I was watching, it started right <laughs> after I got done with this when I was writing some stuff down and uh, it just started playing. I was like, gosh, this next season, so good. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the B plot, spoiler alert, is an Alan and Amy story. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I always love a good Alan and Amy story. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So is that it? Done with my education? Yeah, no, you were I good. Go? I was just giggling for something from the next season, but we're not there yet. <laughs> so what, how would you grade Brother Brother? Is that even a question? Well, you know, we have to ask the question. Oh, fair. It's an A+. Plus. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, the last four weeks I've given an A+. Plus, and it really came down to when we had that discussion of episode 19 this season, of this weird little saga of these four episodes and just how well they all work to establish who these people are going to be moving forward. Because normally, you know, we have the reset at the episode one. Episode one of the season is the reset. And we're getting a four-season buildup to that reset, essentially. Yes, next season, Corey will come back, and he will look like he is five months older, not two months older. And Topanga is going to somehow get taller, and Sean is going to stay exactly who he is. Um, but <laughs> it, there's just this weird, instead of resetting right away next season, this is the point of the reset. And I mm-hmm. just, I'm blown away at how much I love this four episode little chunk. And also just how disrespectful the nineties was of this little chunk as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can't wait to get the next yeah. season, Brett. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's going to be an A plus for me as well. Um, Thank you. Really, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there's really not uh, any weak, uh, any weaknesses in it for me. Uh, it's it's strong wire to wire. Even even the only complaint that I have in it being that Corey is 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 misremembering and and is I mean that's that's what a fifteen year old boy would do. I mean it's true to life. 
Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen 15-year-old boys do that. I've been a 15-year-old boy who's done that. And so there's absolutely no reason for me to give this anything less than an A+, because it's, I mean, it's right there. We've sang its praises for the last 90 minutes. I mean, it's yeah. an A+. <laughs> this may be one of the most gush over episodes we've ever had <laughs> it might be <laughs> i think a lot of that has to do with just such strong parenting though like i do feel bad mm-hmm. because feeney and turner and eli are really just window dressing this episode um, they really are and sean and topanga really don't play a huge factor besides the fact that they're leaving and they're considering growing up and but just having a storyline that is concentrated on the Matthews family dynamics is just terrific. So, again, there's yeah. more things positively we can say about it's, this episode. It's something we've seen so little of this season. It's good to yes. have. It is. And I'm glad that we got to end the season with it focused on it. Yeah. Yep. It's like the the Matthews is put on all the heavy weights and said, "We will have great parenting this season." <laughs> we haven't been around much, but guess what? We're bringing it all at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> woof, 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 and saving it up. <laughs> Dad, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get out of here, I have a dad joke for you. Yes, hit me. Did you know if you spell the words absolutely nothing backwards, you get Nighten Yeljosoba, which ironically means absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nice. I hear dogs barking. I do too. I'm <laughs> kind of surprised that they're still out there. But anyway, good looking people. That is our episode. Woohoo! And our coverage of season three. We, uh, I believe we'll have our, uh, our traditional wrap up season coverage next week. Yep. 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 We'll look back at our season as a whole and, uh, We'll uh, look at all our grades and make Tyler laugh as I show him my graphs with all of our little heads all over it. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite part. Exactly. So come back next week to hear us talk all about Season 3 as a whole. And Until then, you can follow us online at uh, across all our social channels at Dad's Meat World, across Twitter slash X, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and you can follow us on uh, YouTube at Dad's Meat World. And you can pick up some pretty sweet swag at uh, threadless.com slash Dad's World. That's right. Is that everything? Oh, no, no. You can uh, send us an email at Dad's Meat World at gmail.com. Yep. And you can send, you can leave us a review, a positive glowing review, so we can spread the yes. dad love. Yes. At Apple Podcasts. Tell I got an idea, Brett. Tell us where you would like to take a road trip to, or what state you really want to visit in the great states of America. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So, Brett, 
see you good looking. See you good looking. You know, how can I learn so much every week and still be so stupid? Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story.